are listening to the official podcast of The Congregation, a place of discovery with Pastor Tim Story. Okay, raise your right hand. Say, I believe God's word. God's word is changing my life. And everybody said, amen. The book of Romans chapter 4 verse 17 will pick up where we were last week and wait till you hear the second part. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. Somebody say Abraham. He is our father in the sight of God in whom he believed. The God who gives life to the dead. Now that part, you got to really catch it right there. Say God is the God that gives life. Say, say Zoe. So I said to you last week that if there are dead areas in your life, God can bring life to the dead areas. Now, the word life there, Zoe, actually means an animated life. So pay attention. If your family's struggling, God can bring animation. If your finances are struggling, God can bring animation. If your body is struggling, God can bring animation. If America is struggling, God can bring animation. Isn't this powerful? For he is a God that brings life to the dead. Now, the dead there means things that have been flatlined, things that have no pulse. Then it goes on to say this. And he also calls those things that are not yet as though they are already. Verse 18. Against all hope, Abraham and hope believed. So that he would become the father of many nations, just as it had been said to him. I like what T.D. Jakes says here. Sometimes all you have is a word from God, but a word from God is enough. How many believe that a word from God is enough? Okay. So then it goes on to say something very interesting. It says, against all hope, Abraham and hope believed, so they became the father of many nations, just as it had been said to him. And it says, so shall your offspring be. Without weakening in his faith. Somebody look at me. I believe that we can go from strength to strength. I don't think we have to deteriorate in our faith as we get older. How many believe that we can go from new dimension of faith to new dimension of faith to new dimension of faith? Clap your hands if you believe that. Do you remember what David said in the Bible? He said, I killed a lion. I killed a bear, and I could take down Goliath. That is building your faith. 2017, you were one place in faith. 2018, another place in faith. 2019, another place in faith. 2020, you're going to take over and take back everything the devil stole from you because you're going to walk in big faith. Clap your hands like you're going to walk in big faith in 220. I'm going to. Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact. Wow. Faced the fact. It's very easy when um, people come over your house and you don't expect them to try to hide things as fast as you can. Come on, somebody. Because you don't want to face the fact that your house is messy, so you just start hiding things. (laughs) Or somebody needs a ride... And you didn't know they needed a ride. Come on, somebody. (laughs) 
and you're like, oh, let me move some. Uh, oh, I got some. I got to move. I did. I got. To, oh, I, I, oh, I didn't even know my sister was in there. <laughs> so what I what I've studied and did a lot of research on is that people, when they have facts, they either get number one intimidated, frustrated, or motivated. So when they have negative facts, they get intimidated by them. Some get frustrated by them, but some get motivated because they realize that they are connected to a God who is able, come on, to give life animation to the dead. So I challenge you today that no matter what you face, to face the fact. Look the fact in the eye. Don't hide your bills. Come on. Don't, don't, don't hide from people who are trying to collect from you. Come on. Don't hide from all your exes. Maybe you should. Depends on the situation. Watch. But face the facts. Say, 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 I face the facts. Most people do not. They want to hide the facts, but the Bible says he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead, and against hope, he believed in hope. Against hope, he believed in hope. Against this, he believed in him. Against the fact that you need more money, God is still Jehovah Jireh. He is your provider. He's a God that is bigger than the facts. Come on, clap your hands. In this church, we face the facts. Keep, come on, clap your hands. We face the facts. Say, 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 face the facts. Like, for instance, I'm a very optimistic person, but sometimes I go through things. I'm having a really great week this week. Thank you very much. But there are times where I feel like my right arm has been blown off. So to some of my real good friends, they'll say, how are you doing? I'll say, I'm a little left, but I'm all right. So they, they, know my, they know my verbiage, like, because I teach a message called, you got to get left before you get right. So I'll be honest and say, you know, I'm a little left, but, I, but I'm all right, because that's facing the fact. Because if you have things happening in your personal life or things happening out there that you're dealing with, or like Kenny said, losing his job, that hurts. But let's face the fact. Let's not get intimidated. Let's not get frustrated. Let's get motivated because God is able. Clap your hands, you guys are ready for that. He faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about 100 years of age, and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief. Man, I'm gonna so build your faith this next year. I've never been so focused about what we're gonna do in this church in the next 12 months. I've been up since 4.20 this morning I prayed probably about two and a half hours like in the old days in Bible college. So if you see a glow coming out of me, oh, it's real. Don't adjust your glasses. Don't adjust your glasses. I'm shown like an angel. S-H-O-N-E. <laughs> but I have so much faith in what God's going to do with this church in 2020, what God's going to do in your life. Some of you have been beat down, beat up, 
Not just from the outside, but from your inside. And I believe that the God who gives life to the dead is going to resurrect dead things in your life in 2020 in the congregation church. Somebody clap your hands and shout if you believe that. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding what was promised, but was strengthened in his faith. How do you get strengthened? As Paul Lambert said, come to church every week, guys. When I was a kid, we never missed church. And church was not always a pleasant place. That was a place that when you were a little kid and you're five and you're six and you're feeling like, you know, you're, you're moving everywhere. And then my mother, you know, uh, Vesentita Gonzalez, my tough mother, she would do this thing where if I got out of, out, out of you know, in a in, in bad mood or doing something, she would do this little pinch on my arm. Come on, people, just lift your hands if that's ever happened to you. Because she knew that she could not do the chancla which is Spanish, my mother's Spanish, where the, she can't hit me in church because that would not be good. But she thought she could pinch me and she would do it privately. It's a true story. She would just go like this. She'd go. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> so the church to me was not all fun and games. It was a place you get pinched. It's a true story. And I used to say to myself, when I turn 18, I'm done with all this. Religion. They put down people like my friends who party too much. I am done with these people. Oh, God. <laughs> right when I thought I got out, they pulled me back again. That's from the Godfather. Clap your hands. Come on. <laughs> Against All Odds. 1984, I said last week, there was a movie called Against All Odds. Phil Collins did the song, then Mariah Carey did it later. Against All Odds, meaning despite very low probability, despite difficulty, despite setbacks, difficulties, insurmountable obstacles, against the facts, against all odds, Abraham believed in God, and then he was fully persuaded. Don't ever forget this. God blesses what he possesses. Say that. Say God blesses what he possesses. Yeah, for real. You give him, and then you expect back. I don't know. You reap what you. Wow, powerful, huh? So watch. So God says to Abram, this is your God idea. Be obedient to your God idea. But then there's an opposition to the mission. The opposition is a resistance. It's an objection. It's a protest. It's a roadblock. Let me deal with the word protest for a minute. Because in, in Paris just last week, which I love Paris, I've probably been there 21 times. They had these protesters, and it just was out of control because there was a certain thing that they did not like, and they were protesting in such a strong way, it turned violent. So the protest is to say, I disagree. That's not right. 
I'm making a stand. So whenever you choose to do something big, there's always going to be an opposition to your mission. You try to lose weight, they will put a Krispy Kreme across the street from your house. And the hot sign will be on at all times. Come on, people. You try to move forward in a business, there's going to be resistance. When you start getting even bigger in the things of God, there's going to be a resistance. Come on, people. There's going to be a protest. There's going to be a protest. And sometimes it's not by people's words. It's by their body language on how they act towards you. Have you ever felt that somebody was acting a certain way towards you? And they didn't even know you? Come on, people. I walked into this place one time, and, and, and I heard this guy. He had a way about him. And he goes, oh, look at this. Here comes Tim's story. I'm thinking, what a loud talker. I could hear you. I just heard you. Dude, where's my car? I just, I just heard you. Oh, here comes Tim's story. So there was, something, there was something in me that he didn't like, that he was resisting, that he was protesting. Here comes Tim's story. So against the facts that Abram was already about 100, there was a public protest that said, this guy's too old for this. But I bet there was an inward protest, and that's the one that gets you even worse than the outward protest. See, you have a, a good spirit, so you can believe that I can make it. How many believe that I'm going to be okay? Okay. But why do I believe that you're going to be okay? But sometimes I wonder that if I'm going to be okay. And I've been in this for my whole life. So there, there, there have been years that I wondered, am I going to be all right? But yet I believe that you're going to be okay because there's, a, there's an inward protest that tries to hit you where doubt tries to strangle out the promise of God. So we somehow have to starve our doubt and build our faith and say, no devil, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I stand on the promises of God and everything that God says is yea and amen. Come on, somebody clap your hands if you believe this. Come on, people. I got to help you with the inward protest. Somebody say that. Say the inward protest. The, the inward protest, you could go to a Tony Robbins seminar and let him speak to you 13 hours straight. And two days later, you could wonder, am I going to make it? It's not just an inspiration or even information. People hear me. You got to believe in the one who gave the promise. Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 23 and 24. Somebody say, this is good stuff. It says, thus saith the Lord, let not the rich man glory that he's rich, or the wise man that he's wise, but let him that glory, glory in this, that he understands me. You have to know the one who's making the promise, otherwise there's always going to be an inward protest. When you step out in faith, there's going to be an inward protest. Now you've gone too far. So you're getting it from your family, from your friends who don't get it. But now you're going to get it from yourself. So you have got to feed your faith 
and starve your doubts and believe that the God of the universe is bigger than any situation you face. Clap your hands. You guys are on today. He says, let not the wise man glory that he's just wise. And let me tell you something about a lot of preaching today. And I can say this because I've been at this a long time. A lot of preaching today is just clever. It's clever. It's just clever. The four steps of, the three steps of, filled with stories. We've got to put some Bible in there. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing. Like Waldy Barr, my friend back there, he, he, he listens to, to, to the Bible every day. He, he listens to, to different ministers every day. He's studying things every day. And when we, we get together in fellowship, we're not just talking business. We're talking, we're talking, we're talking Bible. You, you look at a Pastor Phil. We're talking Bible. When you see me around some of these guys I spend time with, we're talking Bible. You know why? Because we need to sharpen each other. We're the Paul Lambert. I'm talking Bible. But we're, talk, we're talking, we're talking, we're talking Bible. You know, I, I was thinking about you, Mr. Sound Mind. That's your thing, right? Sound Mind? And for your age, for being as young as you are, for being as fly as you are, which means like cool, I love, Brandon, that you love the Bible. You love the Word. The Word of God has changed your life, hasn't it? Somebody clap your hands for Brandon. He's powerful. Come on, keep on clapping like God's doing something in here. So there's going to be an inner protest. Say that. Say inner protest. But how am I going to know the one who made the promise to break through the protest? I got to know the promise to break through the protest. It's because I know the promise and I know the one who's promised that I break through my inner protest. That say, Tim's story, don't you understand? You come from three generations of alcoholics. You come from people that were broke down, people that were depressed, people that committed suicide. How do you think that you are going to be a Joseph in your family and raise your family to the next level? I've got to break the cycle on the inside. Come on, somebody shout. For we battle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness and high places. Therefore, this morning, I put on the full armor of God that I would be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Somebody clap your hands and shout. And having done all to stand, I continue to stand. Do you hear what I'm saying today? Having done all to stand, I am so proud of you. You are here in church at the end of December while other people are somewhere else. I'm not talking about our church people. I'm just talking about people are just lost in this world. But you are here saying, come on, God. Let's finish this thing up strong. 
Let's finish this thing called 2019 strong. You better clap your hands and shout like you're about to get some miracles in the next 15 days. I'm prophesying to you right now. Come on, stir me up. I'm on fire today. You are going to get miracles within the next 15 days. I prophesy it to you. Miracles are going to break on the right. Miracles are going to break on the left. Come on, somebody. Come on, be ye steadfast. Be ye unmovable. Come on, be ye steadfast. Be ye, be ye, be ye steadfast. You got to break. You got to break. You got to break the inward protest. You got to break what's trying to corrupt your soul. It says to you, sit down. No, I will not sit down, devil. I am a child of the Most High God. I will rise up and I will lead this generation. Somebody clap your hands and shout like God's powerful. Do you feel the anointing in here? I was in an event in Europe and this cocky guy said something. A secular event. And he said, who the blank does Tim's story think he is? It's like, brother, don't talk behind my back. I'm behind your back. He didn't know that I was there. And so he didn't like that I was coming off my God thing. And I heard what he said. He says, he's trying to bring religion to a secular event. So I heard everything he said. I tapped him in the back. And he got real nervous. He literally, his mouth quivered. Because I just looked at him a little bit Compton. Because that's where I'm from. Just a little bit. And anybody that knows me knows I can do that. I'm super nice, but don't mess with me too much. I'll give you a look. Even in church. So I looked at him like that. I just, I just stared at him. He goes, oh, man, I, I didn't know you were standing there. I go, well, let's deal with what, you, what your problem is. Let's deal with the problem. He goes, well, this is, you know, this is a, this is a motivational event. You got to, you know, to bring God into this thing. I go, really? I said, but let's deal with what you said before that. You said, who does Tim Story think he is? I'm not trying to think I'm anything. I know who I am. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. That's what the Bible says about you. You better clap your hands. I'm not trying to... Come on, stir me up. Congregation Church, I'm not trying to think anything. <laughs> Sorry you cannot embrace my bigness. Sorry you did not biggie size your cart. You're shopping at Costco with a small shopping cart. There's going to be an inner protest. You better beat it in faith in knowing him. You got to know him that you know that you know that you know that you're in so much pain. And you still say you're able. You're in so much pain and you say somehow, some way, somehow, some way. Because there's going to be an inner protest. And once you get strong with the inner protest, you can battle the outer protest by not even saying a word.
Do you know that most times when Jesus was attacked, he didn't even say a word to people? He just performed. <laughs> and it says, and there were God happenings in the Message Bible, and he was performing God happenings. Do you know that when people criticize me, I don't usually say a word. I just go out and do God happenings. That's what's going to happen in your life. You're going to rise up Woo, against hope. You believed in hope, and God saw that you believed in hope, even when it looked like there was no hope. And Abram was fully persuaded. Say this, say, say, God, make me fully persuaded. You feel God's presence here? There was a guy in college, thank God for this guy, because I needed him. And when I'd go by him, I'd say, how you doing today, Larry? Listen, he'd go, victory, victory, victory. And my three friends, jumpy, lumpy, and dumpy thinking, true story, were walking with me. And one, one of them said, who does he think he is? What is this victory, victory? He goes, he's, they, they said, he says that every time. So I'd say, just to bug those guys, I'd say, when we'd cross, because when we'd go into our history class, we'd run into them like every time, Paul. And I'd say, Larry, how you doing today? He goes, victory, victory, victory. And then the ju jumpy, dumpy, lumpy thinking would go like, oh, who did they think you? What, 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 what does that mean, victory, victory? What is that, what's, what's that supposed to mean? So I said, this guy is on to something. So I found out where he lived. So I knocked on his door. Remember there was a time you knocked on people's doors? Come on, people. We didn't have texting. We didn't have texting or cars that drove themselves. This is the pre-Jetson days. So I knocked on his door. I knocked on his door. And he says, come in. He goes, hey, Mr. Story. Good to see you. Larry was 10 years older than all of us. He had had a drug addiction problem for most of his teenage life and into his adult life and had lost a lot of years and squandered it because he could not break the addiction. And then he had found the word of God. And he said that the word of God had changed him so completely that he had to stay in the word. He had to stay in the word so he could continue to break things off him. And so out of college, after college was done, the classes, I asked him in his room, I said, how often do you study? How much? He says, I study two hours a day every day after class. Two hours a day. He says, because I got to build my faith. I got to build my faith. I got I to build my faith, Tim, because I know what I can go back to. I got to build my faith. He says, to me, it's war. To me, it's life. To me, it's, to, to, to me, it's essential. Do you know how powerful that is? And I said, Larry, I said, I came to your room not because you say victory, because you look like you have victory. Dumpy, lumpy, and jumpy, those little gossips. They're little gossips, those guys in college. Eh, I don't like him. Who's ever met one like that? Just lift your hands. Even if you're sitting next to them, lift your hand. They don't know. They don't know it's them. Larry was always talking positive. I said, Larry, I didn't, I didn't come into your room just because you say victory. I, I came into your room because you look like victory. You got something about you. He goes, I can teach you how to do this. 
And he had this big, they called it a Finnis Dake Bible. Dake's Bible was so big. It was one of the biggest Bibles in the history of Bibles. You literally need a red wagon to carry it. Come on, somebody. Seriously, it was a Dake Bible, a study Bible. He said, get a Dake's Bible. Get a Vine's Concordance. Get a Strong's Dictionary. He said, I'm going to teach you how to study the Bible. He says, you, he goes, Tim Story, you're going to do big things. Tim Story, you're going all over the world. Tim Story, my God, people are going to know about you. Tim Story, you listen to me. He says, you, you're going to do it. He says, but you got you to gotta know him. You got to know him. Oh, my God, this guy changed my life. So... I go into his room Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and he let me study one hour with him. He'd teach me how he broke down a word and how he studied this word, and my faith started building. Man, I went from regular faith to stronger faith. Come on, somebody. To stronger faith, to stronger faith. To Mark 11, 23 and 24, faith that says, if you say to that mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. If you do not doubt in your heart, you shall have whatsoever you say. Something began to happen. To me, something began to explode on my inside. That when I would come from seminary in Florida back to California, and I would meet some of my old friends that were still on the low frequency. They would say, you've changed. I go, okay. Tim, no, you've changed like it was negative. <laughs> you've changed, Tim. Wow, whoa, you're really getting religious. You've, you've changed. Well, wow, you have changed. Yeah, I did. I got Romans 12, 1. And I closed with this. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. Watch me quote it. Did you give your body up as a living sacrifice, little Timmy story in seminary? And be not conformed to this world's thinking, Tim. <laughs> but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Thank you, Larry. You taught me how to renew my mind. It's too late to get me now, people. I'm brainwashed. I believe that he's mighty. I believe that he's God. I believe that he's Jehovah. I believe he's Jehovah Elyon, the God above every God. I believe he's Jehovah Rapha. I believe he's the healer. Somebody clap your hands and sh shout. I believe. Come on. I believe that he's Jehovah Shalom. He is your peace. Keep on clapping. I believe that he's Jehovah Elyon. He's a God above every God. He's bigger than any addiction that any of us have ever faced. Why don't you clap your hands and shout, I'm done speaking. Thanks for listening to the Congregation's podcast. For more information about the Congregation, including gathering times, locations, and how you can give and support the community, check us out online at www.congregationchurch.com.